and welcome back to the Stitch Down Shoecast, where we ramble endlessly about quality footwear, how it's made, and all the things that we love about it. I'm Ben Robinson, founder and editor-in-chief of stitchdown.com, along with my co-host, Patrick Gessner, manager of the Taft Flagship Store in Soho, New York, and at Ticho Blanco Shoes on Instagram. Ticho, what's up? What you wearing? What's up, Ben? How you doing, man? Uh, today, I've got on my Alden Indy 405s, the classics. Got them looking a little fresh with some new uh, new tan laces uh, that I got from my buddy Jesse at Guarded Goods. A little rainy day here in Jersey, so uh, they're a good choice for me today. The icons. What about you? What are you rocking? I am also, I've got Alden's on. I have the Alden Madison X Stitch Down Montgomery Scotch Grain Medallion Tip Commando Sole broguing kind of everywhere around the edges teamed up with alden madison to dig a bunch of makeups out of the vault at alden that were made and, and they never made it to stores and to the streets for a number of reasons so we picked three these are one of them they're killer yeah man those are killer love love everything about that makeup i think it, it really works super well together and it's a really nice versatile boot trying out here trying so makeups that alden and whoever are making, they're great. And they often display tremendous creativity from the shop that was doing them. And when they nail them, it's perfect. You grab them, you love them. Today, we're going to talk about something that allows for even more creativity, uh, which is MTOs. I I guess it's worthwhile explaining a little bit of what a made-to-order situation is in the boot world. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, stores or, or brands you know, they have a vision for what their, you know, what, what their products are going to look like. And they're going to be the ones who are, are dictating what that is. And, you know, you as a consumer can kind of look at, back and forth and say, yeah, I like this. I don't like this. Um, but then there's some brands that will allow you to be, you know, be creative and come up with your own, your own ideas for makeups, come up with things that, you know, you maybe can't get anywhere else or get a, Get a style that's a little bit, a uh, little bit bolder, a little bit out there. Um, maybe you want to try different soles, different eyelets. You know, kind of combining, you know, aspects of different boots. And and frankly, it's a lot of fun to to have that freedom as a as a consumer to come up with your own idea, see it get made, and then actually get to wear it on your feet. Which I it still blows me away that there are boots that started as a little kernel of a, a thought in my head and able to take it to a maker and have them make the thing that I dreamed up. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in, in, in those boots because, you know, they were, they were my vision. You kind of, you know, have a little bit of ownership over it. Uh, whereas a lot of other things, it's just, you know, it is just something that you've, you've bought, but it's also, it's also pretty tricky because you have for most, most makers that are allowing you to do MTO, you have literally hundreds of thousands of combinations of things that you can do. And, You've got different welts. You've got different different soles. You've got different midsoles. Different, uh, you know. You got to choose the leather. You got to choose the eyelets. How many eyelets? How big are they? You're gonna have speed hooks. You know, it's endless possibilities are are wonderful, but trying to narrow it down can be can be pretty nerve wracking. So yeah, I think it's really worthwhile to talk about doing MTO and kind of what what the right mindset to have with that is, and you know, what are are some things that you know, I've seen be successful and 
some things I've seen that maybe have been a little bit less successful. It's tough. You know, it's tough. You come up with with an idea and you're thinking, yeah, like this is a, a, a great idea. And, you know, you have to kind of visualize what, what it's going to look like down the road, how it's going to look on your feet, how it's going to fit with your wardrobe. For me, I usually, I usually actually start with, with a leather. And I do believe that this is fully branded, the, the Ticho system. Yeah, I have a lot of systems, Ben. Um, you know, I try to, I try to be uh, like, a, like a systemic person. Like what have, are some of your other systems? There's like a lot of them. One of my famous ones, my famous system, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but uh, so I call it the, it's called the garbage system. And uh, it is essentially just utilizing the garbage in my car for, uh, for my own benefit. So like using, uh, you know, using like a pile of uh, gum wrappers to like prop your phone up so you can see it better. Maybe I've got a bunch of, uh, you know, empty paper bags or something in the back seat, and then can use that as like a security if you need to keep something in your car that you know you got your laptop or something you don't want to carry it around you stick it under a pile of garbage it's a garbage system it's great it's a great system it's an eye-opener to say the least and man am i glad that we brought this up on a shoe podcast yeah but i think focusing on the teacho mto system is um slightly more relevant so let's get to that and before we do just want to make it clear that we're talking about true mtos here uh, full one-offs that makers will let anybody do where you can pick, like you've said, literally anything on a boot or a shoe and not group MTOs, GMTOs, uh, as it's abbreviated on the internet, which is hell-bent on abbreviating everything, which either a bunch of buyers get together and say, hey, you know, we've got 12 of us or 15 of us and, and we want to make this shoe. Or a lot of brands will offer the ability to buy into these things that they create as well. So these are full, full MTOs. Let's do the Ticho system. You know, when I'm thinking about, you know, new pairs to add to my to my collection, first, I think it's important to kind of take a look at what you have and take a look at what you're wearing all the time and have like a really strong understanding of, you know, your own style and, you know, styles of boots that appeal to you, things that look interesting to you. And if you're pretty secure in that and you, you know what you have and you know what you don't have, you know, you can kind of use those as jumping off points for uh, for doing MTOs. So, you know, maybe you love service boots. You're just constantly wearing service boots. You've got eight pairs of, of different service boots and you're like, I've got all these service boots. They're great, but like there's just something. None of them are really perfect. None of them are that just absolute dream boot that is going to make you, you know, just want to wear it every single day. And so you might look at that and say, okay, I've got all these service boots. What can I maybe do a little bit differently? Maybe I've got, you know, a lot of Viberg service boots. So, you know, maybe I want to try a different, a different brand. And so you go from there, you got the starting off point, And then you think, what can I change from something that is really core to my collection? So maybe you say, okay, you know, I'm going to try, try an Indonesian maker, or I'm going to find, you know, somebody else who's making service boots uh, that isn't Viberg and, you know, it's going to do it really well and is offering MTO where I can, you know, have all these, have all these options. So now you, you look and you say, all right, what leather am I going to do? Leather for me kind of drives it. It's always about trying a new leather. If I'm going to do an MTO, I want to be finding a leather that is different, something that is not, you know, not easily attainable, not something that brands are really running. And you'll kind of see that 
oftentimes for for MTO, you have this like huge array of leather options that you know are a little out there. Maybe there's some greens, some blues, kudus with different textures, interesting grains, stuff like that. That's not stuff that these brands are just going to run because they're you know maybe a little bit more niche, a little more a little more out there. So I I go from there. Then you choose the leather. And from there, I kind of let the leather dictate the rest of the details, right? So if I'm talking about a service boot, it's going to be pretty casual. Might say, what do, what do I want the rest of this to look like? Should it be a plain toe? Should it be a cap toe? Again, I go back to my collection. I say, all right, well, look, everything I have is broke cap toes. But is that because I love broke cap toes? Maybe I do. And so you try to decide, is this where, you know, is this just me? Or should I try a plain toe? Should I try something different? And then from there, you want to just kind of fill in eyelets, sole. You know, maybe you want to try a different sole. I always love trying out a different sole. You can kind of change the silhouette of the boot if you go for something kind of chunky. You can keep it kind of sleek. You know, oftentimes you'll be able to do things like get a leather sole with metal toe plates put on already, which can be great. And really, for me, doing MTO, what I want to avoid is doing too much. For me, a real key is that less is more. You know, it's, it's often tempting to have all these options and say, you know, let's get real weird with it. You know, I, I do like getting weird with things. That's like kind of my natural state is to like just go big, go kind of wacky. I've found that when I do that, those are things that I don't wear as much. I'm still at heart a pretty conservative dresser. I'm somebody who is mostly just wearing jeans and like a t-shirt. Uh, so having like, you know, really loud, bright colored shoes, like generally just doesn't fit my aesthetic. Um, and so I think that's something a lot of people struggle with when they're doing MTO is they kind of, they see all these options and they're like, well, I need to, I need to go nuts. You know, I need to pick the craziest thing. I need to mix and match multiple leathers. I need to go crazy without kind of thinking, how is this going to actually look? And how is this going to fit into my wardrobe? And how is this, you know, how is, how is this going to fit in with my style as a, you know, as a whole? So for me, less is more is like kind of the takeaway, but you know, you still want to kind of experiment in small ways with things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get. Usually with MTO, you're paying extra, right? There's usually some kind of upcharge for it, which the reason behind that makes perfect sense. You know, if you're a factory and you're cranking out boots, say, you know, you're, you're Viberg or something like that, you're just cranking out the, these big batches of 24, 36 pairs for, for retailers or probably a couple dozen pairs for, you know, things you're going to release on your website. And suddenly there's all these like one-off wacky pairs that, you know, need more of individual attention because they all have different specifications. They all have different eyelets, soles, all this stuff. It's, it's a strain on, on, on factories generally uh, to do MTO. Yeah, it's tough. It, it completely breaks their efficiency, which is actually very, very important to keep the prices where they are. And none of these shoes that we're going to be talking about you know, a normal person off the street would consider it to be cheap at all. But to get those prices even there, it requires some level of just dialing it in and creating something more than once. And it's easy for things to go wrong, too. There's just a lot of papers sitting on these benches telling people what to make. Things can go wrong if they're not very, very careful. But back to what you were saying about that unlimited choice and I mean, it can be it can be paralyzing. It can drive you too far. It can sometimes drive you to not do enough. And I think the whole point is like do something. Um, but yeah, it's very easy to fall into the trap of people feeling like because you have that choice, you you really need to go wild. And if if that's you, screw it, man, go for it. But I do think there's something to be said for 
an MTO that's incredibly wearable, but still different from what everybody else has, because that's the fun of it. Uh, that's just, you know, maybe a little more subtle, definitely still personal and something that's the right twist for you. You know, you have the Ticho system. I don't necessarily know that uh, there's a codified stitch down system, but I do have a process. For me, it's, you know, I'm drawn to a pattern that I like. And it's not always something that I have necessarily. It's something that I, you know, I maybe think I need or it's close to something that I really like or something that I've seen. And then, I mean, I just spend hours upon hours on Instagram hashtags and style forum and Goodyear Welt on Reddit and Imager and Google Image and this stack of Japanese boot magazines that my wife keeps seeming concerned about me for owning. Uh, looking at pictures of stock models, I actually think is really important. Uh, what other people have come up with for MTOs and just get some creative inspiration in terms of builds and specs. And from there, it's leather. You know, I see what a maker has available. Sometimes they have a great list they can share. Sometimes they don't. What it looks like, obviously new, but also really worn and patinaed. Just seeing what I dig. And then, yeah, outsole for me pretty much comes next. Uh, I like to think of it nice and early. Oh, I'm looking for a wedge. I'm looking for something with a heel. It's definitely never an afterthought. Like you mentioned, it's fun to try out new outsoles, see what they like. I think this is the most important part, possibly even more, or maybe tied with what the actual style of, of the boot or shoe is. Like, What are you going to be using it for? How often are you going to be wearing it? Do you want to go on a hike? Do you have enough room in your collection for a leather sole that you know, you're not going to be able to take into dangerous situations? But like you want that and you know they're they're fun and they're comfortable and they continue to have a little bit more class even on a boot sometimes yeah and then after that it's it's specs and components and you know you want the eyelets to pop you want something more tonal same with the thread do you want to double up that midsole go full chunk is it a sleeker boot or a lower profile shoe and yeah you mentioned the combinations i think uh, i don't remember the exact number but chris warren at wesco told me that there's something around 600,000 possible combinations and it's not like they have a hundred leathers available they have about 15 yeah and i think a good thing to do as well is to you know have people you can talk this through and you know we've got the you know the stitch down premium discord and you know you see people in there all the time saying hey this is what i'm thinking you know it's a lot of like yeah the whites wesco kind of stuff where people are like hey i'm thinking about you know these styles and you know, it's things where there maybe aren't pictures available of all, all this stuff, but you can at least talk it through with people who, you know, have experience, who have, have different stuff. And, you know, that oftentimes helps a lot. And, and sometimes I've, I've had things where I've been like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this MTO. And somebody's just said, yeah, you could just buy this from from the right. store, <laughs> you know, and you, you save the whole <laughs> the whole MTO charge. Like, Thanks for knowing things. Yeah, there's no shame in bouncing these ideas around and checking them with people. Like you need to go for what's in your heart. And I mean, I have people DM me and they're they're starting from zero and saying, what should I do? And I send them back and I say, look, here are the things that you should think about first. Think about the style, think about the leather. We can help figure out the details on this. I might be able to help you understand how something ages or whatever, but it needs to start with you. But I think it is it is good. People have different perspectives. They have different experiences, especially with leathers, certainly with lasts. And yeah, I mean, in the Discord chat, it seems like people are really able to grow their ideas there. And, you know, you can, you can just text a friend. You can, I mean, DM us. We're ready. Yeah. DM, DM me anytime. I love, I love just cooking up weird MTO makeups. Like I'm all about that. DM teach you about anything weird. If you have a lot of garbage in your car as well, DM me and I'll tell you how to utilize it better. 
I feel like people aren't maximizing the garbage in their car. I've been saying that for years, man. I've been saying that for years. It's always going to be there. Use it, right? So let's get into some specific makers, uh, what they offer. There's a range of certainly hardcore, rugged boot makers all the way up to really nice dress shoes uh, that will let you go and just empty all your heart out. So we'll we'll run a bunch of them down. Indonesian makers like Underhood, Cigar, etc., they pretty much all operate on an MTO basis. Some of them have some stock shoes, but that's kind of the game with them. Uh, we're not going to talk about them today because we spent a lot of time talking about them uh, in a previous episode. So check out episode one of the Stitch Down Shoecast for more information on them. And also, we're just going to stay completely away from the Japanese makers for this episode because that is another episode or five other episodes. Um, they're doing incredible work over there. They do a ton of MTO stuff. Um, semi-bespoke, full bespoke. So we're just going to stay away from them altogether, talk about things that are a little more accessible to the U.S. market. Let's start with the Pacific Northwest PNW, according to the internet makers. This is their bread and butter. Whites, Wesco, Nicks, Franks, Drews, all of whom, other than Wesco, are related in some way or another. And then JK Boots, uh, which I think also is maybe somehow tied into them. I'm not 100% sure, but they make very, very similar smoke jumper type boots. They pretty much all operate the same. They have stock models, but they also say, just tell us what you want. We'll do it. Uh, it's literally unlimited. White's actually had a post last week where they made a boot for a guy who, I think he had an accident and one of his feet got cut off basically. And so they made the right boot, I believe, just a regular it was a semi-dress or a smoke jumper, whatever it was. And the left boot was made for a guy who no longer had half a foot. And I mean, that's just, that's just cool. It's really amazing that they're able to do that. And that's obviously a completely different level of customization, but it really shows the ability. And, you know, a smaller version of that is obviously they can do split sizes and they can really dial and fit for people who have uh, different size feet. You know, as far as the, the PNW makers go, Depending on what you do, there will be price increases. But for the most part, they're kind of making you boots at semi-stock prices, uh, which is pretty incredible. You know, if, if you get Shell Cordovan, it's going to be more. If you go with certain outsoles, you know, double midsole is probably going to tick you up. But a lot of them aren't really charging that much of an increase over what they would charge for a stock boot. And that's just baked into their DNA. It's, it's, it's pretty much what they've always done in terms of making boots for, you know, for people jumping out of airplanes to fight forest fires and loggers, uh, where something really custom and personal is just a major part of those jobs. Like those guys, they, like they live really tough lives and they love their boots. Like, I, I love that they carried that over to kind of a more mainstream space. Well, and you kind of see it with them as well, where, you know, the fit for them is like key. You know, there's a lot of places where, you know, you go and say, yeah, I want to order a pair. And they're like, yeah, what size do you want? And most of the Pacific Northwest guys come out right away with like, send us tracing, send, a, you know, send, take all these measurements, like send us the stuff because they, you know, they have this history of, of fitting these guys who are going to be doing like real serious work in these boots and need them to fit perfectly you know, while they're out there doing it. And, you know, that they've continued that that tradition and applied it to people who are maybe going to wear them to do whatever kind of non-logging jobs that uh, people do. But yeah, it's really cool. 
So also Pacific Northwest ways, there's Baker's Boots and Clothing in Eugene, Oregon, a fantastic partner for Wesco, White's, and Drew's, which Baker's actually bought uh, maybe a decade ago. Brandon and Kyle are great guys, and I've asked Eric from White's, should, should I tell people to order from you? Should I tell them to order from Baker's? They're like, we don't care. They're a great partner. Um, Wesco says the same, so definitely worth checking out Baker's. And I think they just added that boot customizer to their new website that kind of gives you a visualization, right? Yeah, they've got a pretty cool kind of MTO customizing tool on their website, which, you know, you see some brands do where you can kind of like do a little bit of a mock-up and help you, you know, visualize what it's going to look like, which I think is super helpful. I was playing around with it. I think there's like probably more leathers available than, you know, they say on, on, uh, on the site. And there's obviously more like white styles that you can, you know, you can get even more custom than what they, they have on the little tool, but it's a cool tool for kind of seeing what, what the boot's going to look like, which I think would be pretty helpful. Yeah, I think everybody's going to move to that eventually. It's just the tech is a little tough. We're not really going to talk about hand zones much today, but Quadi has a really good one too, um, where you're just clicking clicking the buttons and things are changing and it's fun. I wish that you were able to send the picture of the shoe that you designed to somebody else to say, hey, what do you guys think? And yeah, I think Rancourt has a, a solid one too. So yeah, they're helpful. Um, you know, They don't take you all the way. It's a representation of your boot. Yeah. And if you, uh, you know, if you on your own have some Photoshop skills or have a friend who's uh, good with Photoshop, you can, you can usually piece it together. I mean, I'm terrible at Photoshop, but if you give me a picture of, of a boot and you're like, well, what kind of, you know, what's this going to look like with, you know, a different leather on it or something like that, you can make a pretty shitty looking Photoshop that still gives you a good idea of what the boot is going to look like. And um, yeah, so I, I, th- I think working it out all the way to making a some kind of visual representation of it can be can be helpful for you as you're thinking about this stuff. Uh, so Truman, Truman has at this point what I'd say semi MTO kind of uh, where they say, hey, we've got some of this leather. You can configure outsole and last uh, stitching um, construction. I think they charge a hundred extra bucks for stitch down instead of Goodyear welt. But it's it's a little less restricted in freedom of choice, but. You know, they go out, they announce it on all their channels and say, hey, you know, we have X amount of this leather, come and get it. I think Viberg is another one that used to do more full MTOs in an ongoing basis. And at this point has changed out a little bit and you've got some some Viberg MTO experience. So yeah, back in yeah, back in the day, you could because they are, you know, kind of have the same DNA as those other um, PNW makers and they were doing more, you know, more MTO. I have some friends who, who, you know, back in the day, just kind of cooked up some things and emailed them and, you know, they did it and they won't do that anymore as they've, you know, kind of grown and tried to streamline things. But they've been doing these MTO fairs either at, you know, retailers who who stock them or um, ahead of uh, their sample sales and things like that. Um, so I've actually gone to two of them. Uh, I only have one pair of, M- of MTO footwear. The whole cuts? Yeah. So it was last year. They were doing one up in Toronto at uh, Lost and Found, which is a, a great shop up there. And kind of just, you know, something hit me like, yeah, it'd be fun to do that. And uh, pitched it to my wife. I was like, hey, let's go for like a fun weekend in January in Toronto. It's going to be, you know, negative five degrees and uh, should be a great time. And uh, because we have small children, she said, sure, I'll literally go anywhere with you that uh, <laughs> for the weekend. Did they come? No. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so weekend away without the kids, and um, also going to do uh, to do a little MTO 
uh, action at Lost and Found. And they were actually doing a little uh, little bit of like a contest where they were like, yeah, well, we're going to pick one. We're going to vote. And whoever whoever wins will get their their pair for free. Uh, if we just and we'll run it as like a, a full makeup here. So I went into it. I had a little bit of a different mindset because I was like, I want to win. Uh, so I was I actually put in like four, I think like four pairs because uh, I was doing some for uh, for some of my buddies. And um, I, I actually liked uh, one of my buddies even more than the pair that I was doing because he was. So his process was he was inspired by a boot that was made like ran years ago that you can't find anymore you know it was made in small quantities and was a very exclusive um viber by Nat- nigel caborn i hope i pronounced that right caborn cabern caborn caborn right caborn maybe he seems like the coolest guy in the world i want to go hang He's out incredible. With, uh, with with him he seems like a great guy anyway he invented overalls i'm pretty sure i think that might be true yeah, yeah i think that might be true oh yeah and so yeah, he was inspired by this boot. It was awesome boot, uh, like a one ten last plain toe, like a kind of like a rough out, you know, some kind of rough out, uh, but like it had been beat up. And so what they'd actually done with the the boot is Brett Viberg himself had had patinaed every single pair. He used hammers, he used acid, he used oil, and he made what I would describe it as just works of art. I mean, these things are so freaking cool. But they were sold at like Nordstrom or something in like 2013. Like you're, you're just never going to find a pair of them. Even so, they probably only made 24. And so my buddy was like, yeah, I want to just try to replicate that as close as I can, except I'm going to do it on 2030. You know, and we're like, hey, will you will you guys like do the whatever patina stuff you guys did to it? And uh, they were like, yeah, no, of course not. Like we're, <laughs> there's no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all like, out of acid. Yeah, yeah. They you can't uh, do that. Yeah, they ran out of acid probably. What what he ended up doing was he he found a former Viberg employee who went and asked Brett, like, hey, what what was your actual process for patinaing these? And Brett told him, because you know, his, his his buddy used to work there. And um so this guy, Frank, uh, shout out to uh I must be Frank on Instagram. Great guy. Also, please follow Poppy Series Land Rover, I believe it is. Yeah, that's his car, right? One of the coolest Land Rovers you ever see. He, yeah, great collection of of Vibergs. A lot of them he just kind of MTO'd on the fly while he worked there, and then he just beats the heck out of them because he has like a he has like a farm in Victoria, wherever it is. Really cool guy. Yeah. So Frank was like, you know, I think I can do it. Uh, I'm the only thing he couldn't get is he was like, I, I can't, I can't get the acid. There's just like you can't They're buy out. it anymore. Yeah, like there's just no more. There's no acid left. So just discontinued acid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine Brett has. Yeah, he's got like probably the best acid of. Uh, it's really it's this is one of the best Brett stories of them all. It might be the best one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll do it. I'll I'll patina it." So we MTO'd, you know, just the normal kind of base thing. Uh, I think it's on Ridge, like even on a Ridgeway sole. So we mixed some things up, kind of you know, took inspiration from from this Nigel Cavern boot, and then kind of added his own own vision to it, which was cool. We get him in. He sends them up to Frank. Then we're like, oh my god! Like he's like, what have I done? I've sent these, you know, and there's like a twenty percent upcharge on these on these boots, so they're like eight hundred and ninety dollars or like whatever, you know, whatever it is. They're like pretty pricey. And he's like, oh my god! I just sent these boots to to this guy who to destroy you know, to to destroy, you know, to beat it with a hammer. 
and like rub oil on it. And it was like really nerve wracking. And so finally, Frank sends the, you know, sends some pictures and he's like, here, you know, here's what I did. And uh, they just look awesome, man. If you go, um, it's my buddy Thread and Steel, Thread period and period Steel. Great guy, real thin ankles. Go check out his page. He's got these awesome MTO Vibergs uh, that Frank Patina. And I think they just came out great. Really cool pair. And that's, to me, that's like the heart of MTO is you, you're able to obtain something that is basically unobtainable and very personal to you. You can take inspiration from something and put your own spin on it. I think that adds like a, a level of personal investment in it that, you know, is really rewarding. Frank should expect some calls. Switching to something, you know, a little dressier. Crockett and Jones actually has a, a pretty cool program that I don't think most people really know about. I have I, I had no idea that this existed. Yeah, so you can get I mean you can get you can do pretty much anything and they'll make it for you. And I think it's about a maybe 150 200 pound upcharge and obviously that depends on leather and things like that, but there's like a base charge on it. But you can also go back and essentially revive any old pattern, archive pattern that they have in most leathers and most lasts. And sometimes they'll say, no, we're not going to do it on this last or, you know, no, we won't use shell because it's too tricky, but it's kind of incredible. And the Crockett archive is, is very, very deep. And I think this doesn't extend all the way back. I think it's to the seventies at least, but yeah, there's, there's a boot that I saw in the Crockett store in London uh, on a block where they literally have two stores, two blocks apart. And in the larger one, in case you're in either, uh, there's just this incredible old military style boot that has a pattern that's it's similar to some service boots that you'll see, but it's also nothing like I'd ever seen. Started talking to Q who works there and he's like, yeah, we can, we can make that one, but you're going to have to get 12 guys and we're going to have to set a leather. But all this other stuff, you can just go ahead and make, even if it's discontinued. They discontinue stuff that are absolute classics for one reason or another. So it's, it's just nice to know that you can go and, and grab that. You know, you just got to put in the work. Carmina is another one in the dressier category. They have a great engine on their site where you can really see what's happening. You know, they, they have an upcharge, but pretty much you can MTO anything you want from Carmina, I think, right? Yeah, pretty much. They've got a really, I really actually, it's one of my favorite uh, of the like online tools. Each and every little part, it's like kind of explaining to you like where it is on, on the shoe in a really... I think helpful way. Yeah, the upcharge is like 30%. And then a couple times a year, they will run a free MTO weekend. They just did it and they promised like a 30 day delivery time and they're like meeting it. It's crazy. God bless Carmina. And their prices are at a place where to have to eat that upcharge, it's actually not that terrible. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's 30%. Yeah, 30% of, you know, if you're talking about a calf dress shoe or something, it's like, you know, 30% of 450 is, yeah. We can't do that math. I, I'm not good at math. Yeah, I don't know. A couple thousand dollars. Um, and then, so Vosh, the longstanding Hungarian dress shoe maker, they do MTO, have for a long time, hand-welted shoes. But I think you have another story for this, Ticho, don't you? I do, yeah. So back in the day, you know, when MTO was probably a little less popular and, and something that, you know, a lot of makers were avoiding because... It's tough on your your factory. It's tough on. It's just tough, and uh, it wasn't really something customers were were clamoring for. So it wasn't as readily available. You know, I'm talking like early 2010s. But you could back in the day. There was this guy on Style Forum. I looked him. I looked it up because I was like, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, his name is Tom. He's this guy who lives in Belgium. I think in like Antwerp. 
and you would talk to him on style forum and he would like go to budapest a couple times a year and he'd put in like all these mto orders for everybody and he would pay in cash because there was like a cash discount for doing this and so it was like wildly cheaper to mto whatever you felt like from from vash which i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that it was cheaper to like do that than to even buy it from you know one of the handful of of retailers stateside that uh, were stocking Vosh. It just goes to show, like even in, in a short period of time, how how quickly the industry can can kind of shift from you know being basically impossible. You're you know finding a, a random guy in Belgium and, and he's going to a different city in Europe to hand cash to someone to put it, put in your order to you know having these websites where you're just you know you're just sitting at your house and you're coming up with ideas and seeing what they look like and you put in the order and then 30 days later it, it shows up on your door from Spain. Yeah, I think there's been a real a real MTO renaissance in the last, you know, 5-6 years where companies are seeing that uh, a lot of customers are really well informed and are capable of, of coming up with really great MTO ideas. You know, it just wasn't something that people were really looking for, I think, for for a long time. They were kind of, you know, just relying on makers to, you know, sell them on ideas and shoes then rather than going to the makers with ideas and saying, you know, here's what I want to do. So I, I think that's a cool progression. And I, I love that story because I love any story where it sounds like a weird international, like, spy deal kind of like caper, you know, where it's like, ah, we're just handing cash around. Like, this is great. I love I love that. Yeah, I mean, the the renaissance is great. I feel like it's done serious damage to Tom's business, though, which is very unfortunate. The old M. Tom O. Poor Tom, man. I hope he's all right. I think he's doing all right. So that's the rundown. And we'll come back to talk the shoe bag in one second. back time for the shoe bag once again where we answer listener questions about types of shoes care brands leather how much teacher loves really boring ice cream that's absolutely not jam full of candy there was a lot of blowback on that one by the way the people people let us know how they felt and i don't really think we have to discuss too much further yeah just if you if you like good ice cream just uh join team teacher hashtag uh, team teacher ice cream supervisor all right Got some great questions once again this week. Everybody, please send questions to either Teach or I on Instagram. You can email ben at stitchdown.com and I'll periodically be putting up Instagram stories where you can ask questions too, but keep them coming because these things are just absolutely gangbusters. Big one here. What's the most versatile shoe for use in most slash all occasions? Most is actually not the same as all. Let's go with most. Okay. So yeah, if you're looking for a shoe you can wear for basically anything, for me, it's going to be like a really nice split toe derby or or blucher. People get on the split toe as I'm not really sure why. For me, it's beautiful. The pattern is is usually really you know well proportioned, and it's just something you could wear with anything. My probably most worn pair for the last couple of years, um, I hear Yanagamachi split toe blukers. I mean, th- those those can't even count barely. Like that's not, now you're talking absolutely perfect shoes. All right. Well, yeah, if you want to talk, you know, MTO shoes, like I went into that, my kind of process for that one was thinking I need to construct the most versatile shoe that I possibly can because I'm going to need to wear it for a ton of stuff. And it's also, you know, super expensive. So I want to kind of get my money's worth on in terms of being able to wear it. But yeah, I think a brown split toe goes with a suit, goes with jeans. What else could you ask for? It's perfect. So I, I love a split toe. I only have one pair right now. My pair of boot Avignon's. 
which I'm definitely pronouncing correctly. I love them. They're great. They're remarkably versatile, way more than I thought. You can dress them up, dress them down. They're just really fun shoe. Love the outsole. But for this, I'm going to go with a like a nice deep brown derby or blucher or blucher. We need to have a whole episode on pronunciation. And we'll mainly just pronounce everything wrong. Oh, yeah. Maybe even a lighter scotch grain derby like crockett and jones grassmere and that tan i think is just a really really cool shoe can do a lot but yeah in the end it's you know it's a derby or a blue chair which are are very similar to squares and, and rectangles where all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares i think that's right and also all squares are rhombuses or the far more enjoyable pluralization rhombi i'm glad you brought that up i was gonna ask where rhombuses fit into this thank you what what is the rhombus of shoes uh, I mean, again, it depends on the rhombus, but because because the, the typical rhombus that you see is, you know, it's kind of leaning, right? Yeah, it's got to be like a chisel toe type thing, like an aggressive chisel would be a rhombus. I think it has to be. You need you need hard angles to be a rhombus shoe. On this question, maybe a loafer. There are people who wield them as such. Plenty of people. I'm I'm not really one of them. Like I'd love I love my all in shell leisure hand zones you kind of can wear them with everything but i don't necessarily yeah i think it depends on your climate like if you're if you're living in like florida or something just wear loafers man like don't bother with a whole you know lace-up shoe i guess but up here in the northeast you know, you can't wear loafers year-round people do i've seen them uh okay follow-up what derby would you recommend in the mid-tier price range for me the alden dover is like basically a perfect plain toe derby to me they're unlined, so it's you know it's good for for year round wear. Whether you want to do it in in shell, you want to do it in suede, you want to do it in in Chrome XL, it's got you. I think the Chrome XL one is probably the most versatile. You can wear that all the time. They don't always crease super nicely, so you know take that into account. But yeah, that's a that's a really solid one for you know. I guess they're probably running yeah high five hundreds right now. And they have the the thin flex welt sole too, right? The Dover. Yeah, they're super comfortable, super lightweight. They break in really, really nicely. Uh, I used to have a shell pair that was like just one of the most comfortable pairs of shoes I've ever owned. Great choice. I think uh, Grant Stone, their bleacher, they do it in a bunch of different CXLs. I think they have a suede. There's a great two. Lower price tier. Incredible build. You know, these aren't flashy shoes. They're not designed to be. And over time, they start to just look really, 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 really good, especially if you have the right leather on them. Next question. I'm looking for a wedge sole boot, not Red Wing. Any suggestions? Teacho, I know you love wedge sole boots. What's your thought here? Yeah, I'm not not in any way, shape, or form a wedge, wedge sole guy. Uh, I have one pair of Red Wings on a wedge sole. I use them to mow my lawn because I don't find them to be particularly comfortable. A lot of that probably has to do with the Christy sole. I don't like Christy soles, I, sh- I should really say. I, my advice would be to try to find something on like a Gloxy cut sole. I think that sole is super comfortable and it lasts way longer than you think it will like you can just just beat the heck out of them and and they last a super long time and they're really comfortable for for standing walking whatever loxy cuts got a look it's a little bit more aggressive yeah it's it's a little bit more out there but you know i think if you're looking for a wedge sole boot you're you're kind of into that you know this guy's looking for something that's not red wing so yeah i i would just you know jump up to you know a viber who 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 will do that sole uh sometimes or um, I think some of the Indonesian guys even even have them. Yeah, also um, Mark Albert boots in uh, out of Pennsylvania. I believe they also stock that sole. So that would be a good 
that would be a good, more affordable option uh, made in USA. Yeah, that would be my recommendation. Mark Albert boots, do it on a Gloxy. Be great. So the Gloxies are cool. I have them on my Viber 310 last service boots from Division Road. Again, they're they're an aggressive look. They are remarkably comfortable. They're bouncy. They seem to last forever. I, I actually love wedge soles. I've got Christie's and Vibram 2021s and 2060s and Dr. Soul's version of a Christie, which actually has a better tread on the bottom, I feel. But in terms of wedge soles, my favorite right now, at least, is the Vibram Morflex. It's this incredible kind of perfect situation where it's significantly lighter, as far as I can tell, than the Vibram Christie. But it also lasts much longer. I thought it was going to wear down very, very quickly, but it doesn't. How do they do that? It's how, I mean, it seems it seems silly that there exists a sole that's lighter and longer lasting. Like, why did they even still do the Christie? Cheaper, maybe? I don't know. I had it explained to me one time at a party, but I was at a party, so I don't exactly remember it. But there's something about the process, I'm pretty sure, where they put it into this mold, and it's like, it's like the pizza in Back to the Future 2 that they put into the machine, and it's like the size of a quarter, and then it turns into a giant pizza in five seconds. And that's what happens with the Vibram Morflex sole. That analogy actually makes me want to try the sole even more, just so that if anyone ever comments on it, I can say, yeah, this sole is like the pizza from Back to the Future Part 2, which is my favorite movie of all time. It's the best. Wait, really? Yeah. How have we never discussed this? It's actually the best movie. People think I'm joking when I say Back to the Future 2, but I'm not. No. Yeah, it's fabulous. And the McFly family seem to really, really enjoy that pizza. It looked great. You know, one of my recommendations always, great price, is Thoroughgood Mock Toe or Round Toe. Made in America on a wedge sole. They're great, really comfortable. But there's, you know, you can get anything from the the PNW makers. They have stock boots on wedge soles. You can get them MTO'd. I love my Viberg Scouts, which is what I have on the Morflex. Unmarked actually makes a really cool uh, wedge sole kind of extra high service boot. I had a pair of and they didn't fit quite right. Uh, so somebody else has them and I'm pretty sure they love them. Uh, but then Alden makes some really, really good kind of slightly dressier wedge sole boots. Uh, Brogue, brick and mortar. Shoemart has a really good one or two. I mean, my recommendation is it doesn't have to be a work boot necessarily if that's what you're going for go for it but there's some nice stuff some dressier stuff you know it kind of cuts them I, I think it's a cool look they're really comfortable uh and then we've got a follow-up on this one is wesco planning to release a stock wedge slash crepe sole boot i actually talked to chris warren from wesco asked him this question he said they're thinking about it they might do something they might do something with Ironheart. they might do something on their own site in the end if you're looking for a wesco with a wedge just mto it from them and it'll probably end up being a great price and you're probably really happy with it. Last question for this week. What's the best way to care for rough out boots? This is an easy one. Do nothing. Just beat the heck out of them. If they get like real dirty, wipe them off. But like don't apply products to it or anything because it doesn't need it. You just beat it up. <laughs> I'm the same. I've never done anything. Um, I have some Hubert shoe grease that I'm considering using on those scouts because They've been around the block and also the white uh, 350 Cruiser MTOs I have at least started as kind of the exact same color and they're a similar pattern and they're they're on different wedge soles, but they're fairly similar boots. The whites are in the distress rough out, so it should get a lot darker over time. So I'm kind of waiting it out. But yeah, I mean, that's the only reason. I mean, like they look like they could use a bath, the scouts a little bit, but I don't think anything's going to happen with them. Like I don't I don't touch them. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to clean them up and, you know, you can get like a suede shampoo and, and, and use that to, to try to get it looking back to when it was new. I personally, that's not personally not the look I want. I love the crocking on it. I love how rough out looks when you beat it up. The only exception I make is if it's if it starts out as like a waxed 
wax flesh, wax rough out, something like that, um, and you want to re-wax it for, you know, utility purposes or, you know, just aesthetics, in that case, then, yeah, just you can grab some uh, a wax product and a hairdryer and, you know, go to town. Or a heat gun. Heat gun's better because it doesn't take as long. Just heat gun it. Completely safe. I think the guys at Standards and Strange have some kind of they have some kind of laser that does it. Well, we'll have to have Neil on and tell us. Um, he just seems like the kind of guy who owns like a lot of lasers. Yeah. So look, once again, great questions. Keep them coming. We'll keep answering them and pronouncing everything correctly. But that's it for this episode of the Stitch Down Shoecast. Uh, definitely be sure to subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. And we would love if you left us a rating and review as it helps other people who would also love this podcast find it and just makes us feel really, really wonderful on our insides. Also, definitely follow Ticho on Instagram at Ticho Blanco Shoes, T-I-C-H-O, Stitchdown at Stitchdown. And check out stitchdown.com for shoe and boot reviews, release info, interviews with industry titans, profiles, history, plenty more. And finally, give Stitchdown Premium a look. Got great Discord chat full of guys just talking nonstop about boots and shoes and helping each other out. And you might win some free stuff. We got excellent giveaways happening. Yeah, give it a look. Check it out on stitchdown.com. There's plenty of information there. In the meantime, take care of your shoes. We'll see you next time.